Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of this podcast. Don't skip this. It's not an ad. Just a heads up that this episode was originally recorded and released in January 2019. So that explains why you hear a bunch of holiday talk and why me and Connor are in the same room, both. Back then, this episode was only for our Patreon subscribers, so it's seeing the light of day publicly for the first time. That said, if you were a Patreon or Supercast subscriber, you'd be getting an expanded version of this episode. You see, the reason this is coming out this week is because one of the things we talk about a lot in this episode is Elon Musk's proposed Neuralink device which was demoed live to the press and public last week. When we recorded this, though, it was still just a glimmer in a baby Elon Musk's eye. But now, it's almost sort of a real thing. So I talk about that a whole lot on the expanded subscriber-only version of this episode. Subscribe if you want to hear it. Patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. And if you're already subscribed... Keep your ears peeled for a lengthy update about halfway through. And either way, thanks. We love you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. I don't know if we said that on last week's episode, which was actually the first episode of the New Year. Let's the, this is the first recording of the New Year. Yeah. And I think you feel that in the energy. The rebirth, the, yeah. uh, the foolish optimism. Yeah, yeah. You know, We're like a phoenix today. The, the few extra pounds hanging off of our throats, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, I got a lot of people when I went, went on the road, uh, like Unpops folks, going like, Connor, I thought for sure you were a fat guy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I heard your voice, and I'm like, that's a fat voice. And I was like, well, thanks, I guess. I never understand that, because everyone has a social media presence. Yeah, you I mean, just go look up what Connor looks like. I mean, it's very easy. Yeah, we're narcissists. I post pictures of myself all the time. Yeah. And I'm very svelte, thank you very much. And even if not, just hit Google Images. Some comedy club has a picture of Connor on their website. Oh, will, yeah. That will show up for you well, yeah, immediately. The, the Laugh Bucket in Cincy uh, <laughs> has a, a great shot of me at 19 with an afro. How was your holidays? My ho- I had a very nice, boring, domestic, suburban holiday. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really too crazy. I went to Canada right after, and I got it just on the conspiracy front. The news in Canada uh-huh. is fucking so relaxing. Like, oh, really? I turned on like the local Canadian news when I got to my hotel room, and t- stories number one and two were weed is legal, and a lot of people were returning stuff after Christmas. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, you guys with your adorable little issues <laughs> up here, you got it made kids well i i've had a long running theory that canada politically is always eight years behind us oh so interesting. They're, they're in their obama days right now they, they got yeah, justin they got, they trudeau yeah. he's like all suave and shit and like they're they're living it up in in a liberal bubble right now and oh dude canadian their trump, trump will be there in it's gonna years. be funny and what's gonna be the funniest thing about him is the immigrants he's gonna want to keep from crossing the border 
will be us. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because we'll be wanting to flee Trump. And it's like, well, we're not going to go to Mexico, well, clearly. We, yeah, I mean, that's it's old hat at this point. <laughs> I mean, the people are just saying, like, oh, it just seems cliche. And it's like, you're just racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just racist and you're not good at uh, uh, remembering not to drink water. So, <laughs> so we're talking. Yeah, my, my holiday was chaos i had to relocate my dog yeah. i didn't want to talk i took two weeks off dog thinking, and the, the witness protect you thought you recharge and then immediately right. a big errand falls and in the dick just a total nightmare and i've never needed a break more but I, i'm actually <laughs> happy to be back to recording yeah. after my holiday and uh we're talking about i think something really i had never heard of this before oh smart dust yeah we're talking about smart dust had you heard of this uh yeah kind of yeah just sort of like in a in the the, the vaguely you know internet sort of way i've heard it mentioned but I, I hadn't really dug into it yet you know yeah it is a it's a creepy technology oh for sure yeah it it basically i mean we'll get into it more but it's basically dust sized sensors that can just be scattered around any given area or implanted in your head uh. that send information it, they they collect data yeah any data you want temperature fucking videos it's, sound it's almost like the the joker cell phone matrix from yeah. dark knight you know what i mean yeah it's like, a it's lot like, like that like that level sort of like uh omniscience is fucking creepy i almost wonder if that was if this was the inspiration for that maybe yeah because because i'm sure this was existed in some sort of theoretical form at that time you know yeah well one of the one of the theories that they will get to when it comes to smart dust is that the original version of smart dust was just our phones oh and yeah all of our phones were the sensors that are collecting all the data which is also probably true <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and while we were wanting bigger and bigger phones they were making the sensors smaller and smaller so we wouldn't notice yeah see i think what would be cool is if you know smart dust is used to create a totalitarian super state where everyone's always being watched like 1984 but the, right. the telescreens are microscopic is after every new home is built a guy like in a men in black suit just comes in and just yeah, a handful of fairy dust onto <laughs> you, and he goes, "Good luck." And then he leaves, and it's just there forever, and you can never get yeah. it. Yeah, that's kind of the theory. At least Alex Jones sells like big air filter vacuums. Like you can catch the dust if you just turn it on high and let it run for a couple hours. You know what I mean? That's actually one of the theories, though. Yeah. Uh, at least as it pertains to next week's episode, which is going to be really interesting. It's about. 5g internet i think our first phone interview yeah yeah it's it's our first phone interview with lee camp who is a comedian who hosts a tv show on fucking rt.com which but boy you thought uh fucking I, I i was mad at the network notes with my dennis rodman hanging jokes over at comedy central <laughs> i can't imagine the sort of uh tomfoolery that that man has to deal with from a uh, network yeah it's it's gonna be that's obviously gonna be our first question like what is oh it, yeah what is it like working for russia and what, what's it like trying to do comedy in russia because i gotta figure that's like trying to do the uh, you know like so summer olympic sports in russia he's actually based in washington dc so he's probably a spot oh that's right yeah yeah he's, yeah. he's not living out there but i mean yeah you know, he's fucking and uh he tweeted a thing that's kind of what inspired both of these episodes he tweeted a thing uh, a week or so ago about how 5g internet is a weaponized frequency and that got me to looking into some shit. 
Yeah. And there's and- this whole theory that 5G internet is a ploy by the governments of the world to just create this surveillance state that will yeah, like encompass us all. Like they got us addicted with the first 4Gs, you know, and right. now that we're hooked, like, all right, let's drop the fucking, uh, you know. Yeah. And so... Dystopia sm- bomb, I guess. Smart Dust plays into it, and so does Elon Musk. Thank God we get to talk about Elon Musk today. I wish you could just handle domestic problems, like... Hey, Elon, could we make a dryer that gets the clothes all the way dry, you know, or some yeah. shit like that? <laughs> you know he would fix it. Yeah, like, can't we just put him on, like, Jetson's appliance detail <laughs> and then leave, like, you know, someone with a, a little bit better media training to try to make hyperloops? Because I'm always torn because I'm like, well, Elon's, like, a douchebag and kind of, a like, an idiot, you know? But, like, I, as a guy who's a fan of science, I'm like, yeah, I like the idea of a hyperloop or whatever. Like, yeah. that, that all sounds great. That's stuff we should be doing because I have to, in order to keep living, believe that there's some sort of techno-socialist Star Trek future where all of our needs are <laughs> handled and scarcity no longer exists and we can become equal, and I think that's all part of it, but it's like the guy that's doing that is also getting high with Joe Rogan and, you know, fucking Grimes and being a douchebag right. to his employees or whatever. Yeah, he's he's a real piece of shit. He's like a real-life Tony Stark, which is what people have been saying forever. Like he's, Yeah, but he also has, like, the alcoholism and the demons or whatever. <laughs> like, he's also, he's got the shitty yeah. part. He's also a douchebag. Right. And he's not even good at one-liners. Yeah, but he'll mail you a flamethrower if you want one. That's true. So you take the good with the bad, I guess. Those flame It's a roofing torch, I think, is what they had to call like technically like oh, sell really? it as because uh, if I can't... lived in the Midwest, that's what I'd be clearing my driveway with. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it Fucking didn't flamethrower. I mean, it looked about as good as the super soaker ones you make with gasoline when you're a kid. You know what I mean? I didn't know you could do that, but I might look into it now as an adult. Oh yeah, you get a you just get something that's on fire and you put it in front of your super soaker and you fill it with gasoline. You make a little flamethrower. You know? Oh we, wow! We did so much fire. That, that seems like children. it couldn't go wrong at all. Oh, it's there's ten <laughs> trillion ways that that's a horrible idea. Uh, but boy, is it cool. Well, it's like Lysol. You can put Lysol on your hand and light it on fire, and it doesn't burn you. Yeah. For a few, so you can be the Human Torch with your buddies in Chino if you want to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And. So, yeah, Elon Musk actually ties into the whole 5G thing because one of the one of the concerns apparently with 5G Internet is that it can be used to basically send signals to your brain if you have the right sensors in your brain. And you you would think, well, we're we're years and years and years away from being able to put sensors in our brains. No, we're not. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And. Elon Musk, when he was- I mean, you can't buy him at Walmart yet, but like, it's getting They're out there. Yeah. Yeah. And Elon Musk, when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, rightfully, the thing people focused on was how fucking weird he looked when he smoked weed. Oh, it was hilarious. It was was terrifying. I was watching it live, and I was just like, well, that is going to be a story. (laughs) Yeah. But what got left out of the conversation is all the shit he said leading up to that. Which was... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a wacky interview. Yeah. And in the like very minutes before he starts smoking weed, he talks about a, a, a product he's designing called Neuralink, which is basically his theory. And he'll say... It, we'll, we'll listen to a clip from the podcast. But his theory is that in order for AI to not overtake us, we have to merge with it. Yeah. And... He, he argues that we basically already have because we all carry around these phones. 
and then and, and it's just a manual version of it. right yeah and that by carrying around those phones we're already sort of cyborgs yeah to a degree yeah and the only thing keeping us from truly encompassing that power that the phone provides is eliminating the need for the phone and you just get it in your head and you can just basically think a question yeah to the internet and the answer will be read back to you in your head yeah and it's and it's gonna and then all of a sudden you'll just start thinking of hotel deals near you right you know and if they can if you can get search results it's like they'll make it so there's like it's like oh i just thought like oh what is the name of the lady from that show and then i know it and then pretty soon there's gonna they're gonna have pop-ups in your brain right it's like well great now we're and this isn't horrifying at all no yeah and it's it's a thing that seems like such futuristic technology, but we did an episode of the Unpopular Opinion podcast about terrifying news we missed in 2018, and I believe it was at MIT, they developed a device that can basically read your thoughts. Yeah. The things you say to yourself, it can read that and send it to someone. And you would think, like, that's not, there's no way that's possible. But you're still making a sound that you hear in your head when you talk to yourself. And there's vibrations and things happening. Yeah, there's there's like electricity going off. There's chemicals or something. Like, there's a, there's a, right. a, a, you know, recordable physical signature of your thoughts. And this, what Elon Musk is talking about is the merging of that. The thoughts in your head just become your your computer, yeah, basically. Yeah, and though there's some sort of interface that can read them and understand what you're thinking, you know. Right. So let's listen to him uh, talk about this for a couple minutes. Blink twice to uh, start. Uh, use your e-signature <laughs> to purchase this at two in the morning. Roll it. Do you think that it's likely that we will merge somehow or another? The fucking with shirt that Joe Rogan chose to it's wear. An, it's and insane. It'll augment yeah. what we are now. It's an extra or do you medium. Think it will <laughs> replace us. He's clearly got his chest hair waxed. Yeah. God, he's well, so asked. Yeah. This is how I have conversations. I'm like, with oh. AI is the one that seems like probably the best like for if, us. Yes, like if you if you can't beat it, join it. He's talking about AI. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, from a long-term existential standpoint, that's like the purpose of Neuralink is to create a high bandwidth interface to the brain such that we can be symbiotic with AI, because we have a bandwidth problem. You just can't communicate through your fingers. It's too slow. And where's Neuralink at right now? I think we'll have something interesting to announce in a few months. You can Google Neuralink. There, there's a website. It says right. Copyrights are registered and probably, stuff. I think yeah. better than yeah. probably anyone thinks is possible. How much can you talk about that right now? I don't want to jump the gun on that. Um, but what's like the ultimate, what's, what's the idea behind it? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with it? What would you like, best case scenario? I think best case scenario, we effectively merge with AI, uh, where yeah. we AI serves as a tertiary cognition layer, uh, where we've got the limbic system, um, kind of the you know, primitive brain, essentially. You've got the cortex. So you're, you're currently in a symbiotic relationship. You're, your cortex and limbic system are in a symbiotic relationship. And generally, people like their cortex, and they like their limbic system. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty long. But <laughs> what he's getting at is that we're going to basically skip having phones in the future, and it's just all going to be in our head. Man, the AI stuff, like, you, there's so many different 
upcoming apocalypses, I forget about that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, I saw a study the other day that a robot, like, essentially lied to perform better on a test. You know what I mean? And scientists caught it lying, and you're like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like... That, yeah, that's of, bad fucking news. Of course that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and the thing with AI, you can't undo it. Like, yeah. the way AI works, it just constantly takes in information and learns and uses that information to perform its tasks you can't rewind it and go all right forget that thing yeah yeah that you learned like it's it's just gonna keep and you always think like do you make the super powerful god computer that knows everything and you put it 20 stories below the earth and encase it in lead so it's not hooked up to the internet and you go down there and you just ask it questions like i guess but i mean I yeah don't know, like what the fuck do I, you do i always struggle with whether that's a future i'm might be fine with just that all-knowing computer that makes all your decisions for you i mean if it's probably it's more pragmatic than what we got now yeah you know like it uh, keeps me from having to pay rent what the fuck ever yeah sure yeah if it's like hey really there's a there's an asteroid dipshit oh thanks (laughs) god pewter so yeah one of the things uh he brings up and he's brought it up previously i don't know if he brought it up on this podcast but is the idea of cyborgs and what cyborgs are all a cyborg is is a person who through some mechanical enhancement is now a super person yeah and his argument is that we're already that because we have our phones all the time and if you have a question about anything you can get an answer to anything like we pretty much know everything right now yeah like everything that's on the internet, which is a whole lot. We all know it. Yeah. Like, well, we just have to pull it up. That's uh, that's like what Common was rapping about me at the, uh, the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you have in your power more technology than every. <laughs> I like that he keeps doing those shows even though no one shows up. Yeah, I know. He's, he's really. He's a consummate pro- professional. Quite brave. There's yeah. w- one janitor going, again, really? <laughs> like, let's just cancel the run. Uh, the deposit was a lot, but yeesh, dude, this has got to be hurting your soul. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So, yeah, his his argument is that we have the phones. We're already cyborgs. The next step is to just get rid of the phones yeah. and be super people. And just beam porn into our brains. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. And it seems like that is technology that we're far away from having. But we already have it. Yeah. And it's called smart dust. And it is – it's a creepy fucking thing. Yeah. It's there's an article on CNN from 2010. So we've at least had it as far back as then, but actually longer. It's called Smart Dust Aims to Monitor Everything. You know, it's funny is that you know it's 2010 because there's some sort of flash player issue. Right. And the video <laughs> won't play, which I'm that's by far the most annoying thing about CNN is yeah. they always want you to watch a fucking video. And it's like, you know what? Let's uh I'm down with becoming a cyborg if I don't have to update Flash anymore right. <laughs> now that I think about it. I welcome the great machine. So, the idea Smart Dust was first thought up by a researcher named Chris Pister <laughs> back in the 1990s. And it involves sprinkling small sensors the size of a speck of dust all across any given area. 
And these sensors monitor anything the user wants them to monitor. They, he, he described them as like electronic nerve endings for the planet. Ooh. Which, that doesn't... I know he's trying to be gentle. Yeah. But that sounds horrifying. No, like, remember when there was a whole senient planet in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and how great that worked out? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, this, this is like, just... If, if there's nerve endings, that means they're sending signals to one main place. And we don't want that. Yeah, who gets to be the brain right. here? Probably rich guys? Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. They, they've, they've got tons of empathy. <laughs> and these nerve endings, they're, they're basically like, I don't know how, but they're like dust-sized computers. Mm-hmm. They can uh, provide real-time data about people, cities, and the environment. They are sometimes outfitted with cameras or microphones to pick up video and audio. And for all we know, there could be thousands of them in this room right now. Yeah. Because there are, we'll point you to an article later where you can see one of these things, and it is a speck of dust. Mm-hmm. That's like it's teeny tiny. Like if there were fifty pieces of glitter in this room right now, we wouldn't know it. Yeah, like it could I, be embedded in the carpet. You could also never get them out. You're never going to find all of them. Right. I mean, maybe if you have some kind of ultra powerful electromagnet that could maybe disrupt the frequencies, which is probably going to be something that'll yeah. be on the market soon via Infowars Life. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll come from. Maybe we'll sell them. Maybe we will, Adam. (laughs) So fast forward to 2010. Hewlett Packard. I don't know why I said fast forward. The article we were reading (laughs) happened in 2010. No, October of 2010. (laughs) Uh, But one of the limitations that they they had was that these sensors are, at this time, weren't small enough. Yeah. At least that's what they said. Like, oh, my God, it's the size of popcorn. How am I going to kill everybody with this? (laughs) Yeesh. And Hewlett-Packard announced a project in 2010 called the Central Nervous System for the Earth. God. And it's... It's called Skynet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And its stated goal was to deploy a trillion sensors all over the planet. But, rest easy, this article back from 2010 made it clear that these sensors were uh, larger and clunkier than flecks of dust. Oh, great, yeah. So it's one of like the... a skin cell. They, one of the things they said is that once you had it encased and everything, it was about the size of a VHS tape. Oh, okay. Which you could... There could be 50 VHS tapes scattered outside <laughs> my apartment in strategic locations, and it would take me a bit to find one. I mean, we're, it's Burbank. There probably yeah. is already. <laughs> I mean, some guy's still got an acting reel, and he's like, oh, this will be the day. As soon as I book this me on this campaign. <laughs> and so what they also reassured us about was that each sensor does one individual thing, so it's not like it's watching everything. Yeah, like, we're, we're just trying to make sure the carbon dioxide levels are, ah, oh, just kidding, we, yeah. we're watching you fuck. But it's like, that doesn't matter if they're all eventually connected and going to the same place. Yeah, that's, you're omniscient, you're yeah. fucking, you're Batman. Yeah, and so this is a quote from Lee Tien, who is an attorney at Privacy Advocate Group Electronic Frontier Foundation. They do really good work. Check out their website sometime. This is a quote from him. It's a very, very, very huge potential privacy invasion because we're talking about very, very small sensors that can be undetectable effectively. They are in such numbers that you really can't do anything about them in terms of easy countermeasures. 
What about a really big vacuum? That to start, it might be your best, sh- like an air filtration system. Yeah, like what, and just what, clean the filter every hour. Are we gonna? Is there gonna be some sort? Are, are we gonna start selling like clean rooms where it's like you can go in the clean room and they yeah. can't? Oh, but they're on your clothes. Oh no! Or like you got to take some sort of laser bath to get in there. Like it's it kind of feels like that. It's gonna get bad, guys. Yeah. And one of the other things they use to reassure us in this article, Chris Pister says that, uh, well, there's private, like it's just like Wi Fi where there's privacy built in. And then he says, uh, the only people who will be able to make this data public are the people who are putting the sensors up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're policing themselves. That's, oh, this, I feel better now. Yeah. Who needs oversight when right. you have the powers of a god? Well, yeah, and like, like the fact that you think that 4chan is not going to figure out how to, you know, get some sort of horrible personal celebrity thing and right. then just blow the earth up, like yeah. that is for sh- that's coming. That that's day five of the launch, you know. And even if they hadn't developed the technology to make this dust sized, there's already versions of this happening. Uh, I bring this up a lot on various podcasts, but L.A. right now they use these uh cameras called automated license plate readers and they're fucking everywhere they're on light poles they're in parking garages they're in parking lots they're in everywhere yeah and all they do is take pictures of as many license plate numbers as they can and then they tie that license plate data to whoever whoever owns it they track it via gps and they send all that information to a database that the lapd can search yeah and so that's an that's a version of this where there's just sensors everywhere that you don't see, you don't know they're there, but they're tracking all of your movements if you're driving in Los Angeles and lots of other cities, presumably. But oh El- yeah, well they have like shots, but uh, shot spotter in New York, which like there's microphones all over the place, right. and when gunshots go off, they can kind of nail down where they are, which I guess is. I don't know, good, but it's like also like that's a lot of power for them to have. You know what I mean? Like it's, I and that's like it seems like, oh, okay. So this is going to be in twenty thirty two when they get all the money. And it's like, no, it's been, they've had yeah, it for they, a while. They've it's, been doing it since two thousand twelve. It's up and going. They got a guy just the other day, and you're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> and what's crazy about technology like that? I don't remember where we talked about this before, but with that system, when that gunshot goes off, it ties into another system that sends the police like whatever they want, like social media posts from that area, like any, so they can just kind of, okay, well, we heard the the gunshots. Who do we know that's a problem that's in this area? Let's go check them first. How is it that like the police have this much technology, but they're still so bad at posting? Like they still, they have every tool they need to be the best possible posters, but they're still like, well, just uh, got a a bag of weed from this guy, and you're like, all right, well, all the guy that ate all those black girls is still at large. I'm glad we got the weed, though. Yeah, it's it's fucking puzzling. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it has to do with them. Like they use. The- I want to be a social media intern for the police state because I feel like, look, I got to join up or I'm getting taken down, and yeah. I think that's a good skill I have. Like if I could make some memes for the fucking, uh, you know, the stormtroopers, I could probably pull that off. Yeah, it would be a it would be a pretty relaxing gig. Yeah, I would think. 
just having to gloss over police atrocities. And then I don't in get a enough dystopian future. I don't get enough retweets, so they feed me to some sort of mechanical yeah. sarlacc. Yeah. You get to do it all in your head. Oh That's yeah, great. I just sit there like beautiful, like just <laughs> matrixing out, fucking <laughs> fucking sliding things, sliding around. into 2019 like, and then it's a boot, <laughs> and a guy's teeth are coming out, and then the teeth are labeled negative energy and fake friends, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's the future we fucking want. Yep. Uh, so yeah, LA isn't the only city to be using these, but one of the scary things about it is it tracks your location via GPS. So once they have a hit on your license plate, they can pull that up and it's going to tell them where you go on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And if maybe you visit immigration offices a lot and they can go, hmm, what's this, what, what the fuck's this about? Maybe we should go check this out and deport that motherfucker. Yeah, or like, this guy is going to Popeye's like it's the bank. That is. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, same. That'd be me, too. <laughs> Popeye's, they have the best fucking fish sandwich. Oh, yeah, you're telling me about this, but just the world doesn't know yet. Yeah, they the location by me won't sell me one. It's not on their menu, but oh. it's on menus yeah. around the country. Do you go in and do, can you rap with them like you're cool? Like, hey, could I get a number 88? You know, like if I do, like you're buying meth from I've a bodega. I've done that a few times and it worked, but they also shoot me down a lot. Oh, gotcha. So what I've taken to doing now is ordering a chicken sandwich with just lettuce and then a side of fish with a side of tartar sauce, and I just swap those motherfuckers out. Oh, nice. Put the tartar sauce on. A little on. bonus chicken. Fuck your authoritarian regime. Yeah. I will get my goddamn fish sandwich. It's my like- parents didn't die fighting the Nazis, <laughs> so I could not have a fish sandwich at Popeye's. This is like the uh, the food version of jailbreaking an iPhone back in the day, where you're just like, oh, I'll get around it, all right? I got Me and, me and my black hat uh, friends over here have uh, figured this out. So let's talk about smart dust and whether it could be used... As Elon Musk suggests to basically, well, he's not even suggesting it yet, but that's what he was getting at, is that we need some sort of interface in our brains. And could smart dust be that? Yes. There's a 2013 MIT article from the MIT Technology Review called How Smart Dust Could Spy on Your Brain. That's a pretty fucking straightforward headline. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want to go read the article, you can. It is full of very fucking detailed specs and technical shit. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to understand. But I love that in the span of 2010, we have the CNN article where they're like, I mean, don't worry, we can't make it smaller than a VHS tape. To 2013, and MIT's like, we could just sprinkle that shit in the air and maybe you'll breathe it in. Yeah. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, we're just going to crop dust the planet. We'll get a couple Concord jets loaded up and just get that into the Gulf Stream (laughs) and then bada-bing, bada-boom. And it it talks about using ultrasound waves to communicate with the sensors, but also needing to figure out how to do that at a low enough temperature to avoid heating the skull and brain. Oh, great. So So we're we're trying to make them chilly enough that they don't melt your head. It's like nuclear weapons where we the first time we launched one, like before we detonated that, we were like, it might set the atmosphere on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, ah, let's do it anyway. That fingers crossed. <laughs> and that, that kind of feels like where we're headed with smart dust and 5G technology. But we'll, Oh, yeah, that's coming up next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that next week. And so the thing about smart dust is it's already real. Like it's yeah. not it's the idea that they could get this down to the size of a speck of dust is actually it's happened. They do, they did it. It's right. just a matter of like 
making it more practical and distributing it. You know what I mean? And what really, I don't know, I guess makes me kind of suspicious about the CNN article where they were like, don't worry. It's not it's not small enough yet. If you go to Snopes, who I, I have such a love hate relationship with, yeah. But there was a picture in 2007 <coughs> that was floating around the internet that alleged that Hitachi had made these chips, these RFID chips that were the size of a speck of dust, and they had photos of them, and they talked about how they could be implanted in your cortex to. Yeah communicate with other equipment and it was true (laughs) they've had these fucking tiny ass speck of dust sensors since 2007 since well before that article where they were like don't worry it's not going to be that small oh it's like the uh like the sr-71 blackbird is an airplane that like the government i think designed in the 50s and like built and used in the 60s 70s and 80s and it's like we found out about it like later on like in the late 80s early 90s and like when we found out about it it still seemed futuristic as fuck and they designed it in the 50s you know yeah so it's like this is what you think that there's not something exponentially more batshit that they just have you know what i mean like i'm sure they could teleport people and everything like you know or whatever it is like there's something that fucked up that they can currently do and this is like a good example or like all those like like darpa like black budget like shit where it's like all that stuff going on like that this is like the i'm sure just the tip of the iceberg and like the just seeing stuff and you're like oh there's probably five things equally terrifying to smart dust that they're just like oh yeah we're just waiting until uh you know right some Arab guy blows another thing up to drop this one. You know what I mean? We are we are one nine eleven away from a real, real, real dystopia. Oh, right and I'm now, sure they're getting impatient and like, all right, let's plan another nine <laughs> eleven. You know what I mean? If you want a job done right, do it yourself. Yeah, if you want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the things I borderline like about Trump is whenever he says something really, really crazy. And people are like, where did he get that from? He mostly just let out a government secret. Oh, yeah. Like when he was like, we have invisible planes. And people were like, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. Of course we do. Like they're not, it's not like the movies where a genie snaps his fingers and they disappear. Yeah. But we have the technology that makes planes virtually undetectable, not only to radar, but if it flies above you, you won't even see it. Yeah. And like you even see that I don't what movie was it where they had a plane that had a bunch of mirrors on the side and it basically made it oh yeah yeah invisible no I remember that that shit's real yeah we have we have two planes that employ all that technology to make them virtually invisible and again the what what whatever the SR seventy one of today is I bet it's horrifying yeah you know what I mean I bet this shit can warp over your house hover like a helicopter and drop smart dust into your orange juice oh my god New Year's Day. I was leaving my apartment. I live in Burbank, which is close to Pasadena. Uh-huh. I was leaving my apartment, and a fucking stealth bomber flew overhead. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? It was the Rose Bowl. Dude, that's the worst. <laughs> it was when just you the free- Rose Bowl. Like when that Elon rocket went off, I was like I was like up where I was driving up the 101. I had a gig in like Ventura, you yeah. know, and I see this shit happening. I'm like, well, I'm here's the, the truly horrible th- thought I had was I'm like, well, I'm outside of the L.A. city limits, so there's a good chance that this will just blow up my friends and everyone I've ever loved, sure. and I will survive. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I can't text <laughs> Keith about it, so what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, so I'm just like fucking watching like, am I about to have have to like like uh you know cormac mccarthy's the road alone i don't even I get a sidekick yeah have i you gotta s- hang out with a bunch of ventura comics during the apocalypse <laughs> so yeah this smart desk technology it exists it's already 
small enough that they can basically that that MIT article where they talk about it spying on your brain. They go into detail about how they would go about getting it into your brain because I don't think it's a thing where it's, it's a new Mountain Dew flavor, <laughs> probably Mountain Dew Code Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really live wire. <laughs> that would be the dream, probably. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what you could do. You could say, hey, Frito-Lay, you guys want to not pay taxes forever? Put this in your chips. You right. Know? Like, yeah, and it's like, the keep in mind, that was 2013, and even then they were like, yeah, we could just fucking open it up and sprinkle a little in there, and what would happen then is you have these sensors in your brain that can communicate with like internet and Wi-Fi networks. Yeah. And when Elon Musk said, we have a bandwidth issue, that's the only thing keeping it from being a thing, that's where 5G internet comes in. Because would, it's an incredible amount of data you're talking about processing. It's an incredible amount of data, and it needs to be super-duper fast, yeah. which public Wi-Fi right now is not super fast. No. And 4G networks are getting overcrowded. There's too many devices on them. Speeds are going down. And that's what 5G is going to open up, is more space, basically, for everyone to be on the internet, which is, in theory, a good thing. But where smart dust and AI and Elon Musk all talk tie together is that's that's 5g that's what's going to make shit like smart dust work yeah because instead of the dust in your head having to communicate with a cell tower that's miles and miles away there will just be mini cell towers everywhere yeah and they'll all like as you turn a corner if you lose connection with one there's another one right around the corner oh and by the way like you think the government can't handle infrastructure projects there's going to be a tennessee valley authority fucking for mind control towers like those oh, will go up sure. quick you know yeah uh, got new new pipes for flint and new roads for rural communities you might be waiting a while but like the cell phone towers <laughs> for the mind control dust that's going to be like oh wow i did that was so quick great job guys it was like yeah. you, you planted a whole new rainforest of like spine in a day and i sometimes i i wonder and we're actually gonna i uh, we're gonna ask lee camp this question on next week's episode i wonder how much of the united states and their campaign against huawei and chinese smartphone makers didn't you get a huawei phone i have one i fucking love it yeah yeah well you're like over a year now they're like you should never get one because the chinese can spy on you and you're like well it's i'm not i got no quarrel with the chinese i (laughs) I got america on the other hand sir i do need to save hundreds of dollars though i got no strong feelings about (laughs) tibet so you know what i I will take a huawei phone (laughs) yeah and but what that fight mostly entails is not really their phones, but also their phones, but mostly their internet infrastructure. Because a lot of smaller communities that that's what what Trump wants to do is issue an executive order. They still might that will basically outlaw buying five G internet equipment from China. Oh, yeah. and the thing is, a lot of smaller internet carriers in rural areas. All of them bought their shit from China, and they're like, are we going to have to tear our stuff out now and put yeah. in more expensive equipment? And the government's just like, eh, well, maybe. They, I mean, not even probably. I'm sure they won't give them any kind of subsidy or anything. And not no. that I'm worried about these corrupt businesses, but I mean, yeah. Right. And I, I just I wonder how much of this idea that 5G could be used to spy on us, I wonder how much that plays into 
the United States wanting to get China's equipment out of here. I mean, I'm sure that they like you know it's it's got to get to the point where I mean, how long how good how good of a run did Volkswagen have cheating those diesel emissions? You know what I mean? Right. Like if you get ten good years of slipping one under the radar with like implanting you know like surveillance technology in your you know five G equipment, like because I'm sure encryption gets more and more advanced and like code breaking does too. But I imagine like you know it's got to be tough to fucking you know get in there and see what they're trying to do to your you know servers. So I I could just totally see this getting out of hand and them really oh, for sure. like it kind of makes sense not to back up the government but I'm like I get it I'd be a little jumpy about that one too. Yeah, well especially when one of the other things we'll talk about next week is the active denial system, which is a weapon the United States the, my my book about dating. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weapon the United States developed for crowd control. And it basically sends uh, some sort of waves on some sort of frequency that like heat the skin and just make it. Oh, you make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I've seen these like the lasers that just make you go, I got to leave. Right. (laughs) Basically. And one of the arguments against 5G is that 5G works on that same frequency. Oh, my God. So they could just literally do like like the the evil king that can snap, like, you know, like a Crucio curse from Harry Potter or something. Yeah, just fucking turn the frequency up a little bit, and now we're all cooking because we're protesting in the wrong area dude the more the more i talk to you adam the more glad i am that i didn't finish college because i'm like <laughs> i remember thinking when i was about you know 16 17 like i was learning about the problems of the world and i was a very woke teenager and i'm like i gotta do something to stop this i gotta really a- educate myself and try to try to help like balance out all this technology and all these social issues and then as i got older i'm like oh i'm doomed i gotta yeah. have a good time <laughs> like fucking what i'll just tell pussy jokes in nebraska and die that's great so, yeah, that like it's all smart dust already exists. Yeah. All the all of the scary technology that would have to be in place for 5G internet to be a weapon that's used against us already exists. And so next week we're going to talk to comedian Lee Camp, host of Redacted Tonight on <laughs> rt.com. Yeah. About uh the idea that 5G is a weapon. <laughs> Wow, dude, it's it's uh it's all coming. the The white head of uh, doom is forming. It is, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. But at least this is our path to getting on Russian television. I think. Yeah, which is another bucket list item I'd like to have before oh, my yeah. brain gets shut down for yeah. uh, you know being a discontent. Yeah, I, I need some video out there to discredit me in the future if I ever really stumble on like ace of base yeah i i get that theory really going and then fucking smurf or whatever his name is joker like puts out video of me on rt.com and he's like see yeah this this guy's fucking propaganda agent keeps you under the radar you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so we should wrap it up let's get the fuck out of here connor say goodbye goodbye everybody goodbye everybody we love you